Sore throats and runny noses, putting a damper on the final days of 2023 for many of us. The numbers behind this end of year flu spell. The year may end dry and warm, but we're already watching the first of two storms for the beginning of 2024. And New Orleans is getting busier and busier, and so are the Texas Longhorns. We've got more for the horns as they continue their Sugar Bowl prep later. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I'm Avery Travis in for Mike Rush. We begin tonight with some details on a fiery crash in North Austin that left two people dead. According to the Austin Fire Department, the crash happened just before noon on Research Boulevard between Fairfield Drive and Lazy Lane. Austin Travis County EMS says a car hit a fixed object and caught on fire with two people inside. Officials say they were able to get that car fire under control shortly after the crash, but those two people died at the scene. Well, heading into a holiday weekend, Nick, what do we have going on outside? Yeah, we thought it was nice today, upper 60s to near 70. It could get even warmer here for the final day of the year before we really change things up as we head into a brand new year. Outside right now, we've got some high thin clouds making for a gorgeous sky from our Whittlesey Landscape Supply Camera in southeast Austin, where we've dropped down into the 50s, although many of us are still in the 60s at this hour, including us here in Austin, upper 50s to low 60s in most places, with highs at near 70. We're still several degrees warmer than this time yesterday by about six to as many as eight degrees in some places, so it's still a warmer evening than 24 hours ago, but our temperatures are dropping rather quickly. A mostly clear to partly cloudy sky here tonight with those high thin clouds around. Most of the evening spent in the 50s, but we do drop into the upper 40s here by 11, and it should be mainly clear and certainly dry. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll show you the 70s to wrap up this year ahead of a chilly start to the next year with two storms next week. Nick, thanks so much for following it for us. A Westlake emergency room closed with little notice to at least some emergency responders last night. That's according to a representative with our local EMS services. On its Facebook page, the hospital at Westlake Medical Center said it would be closing its emergency department by 8 p.m. The post also mentions the center filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy back in September in order to restructure the operation. We reached out to the Austin Travis County EMS to see if they were aware of the closure and a representative told us one of its ambulances was transporting a patient to the hospital around 1.30 Friday afternoon, then learned the emergency department would be closing in just a few hours, forcing them to take the patient to another ER. The Capital Area of Texas Regional Advisory Council, which oversees emergency services here in the area, says it was aware of the closure at first through rumors, but officially heard from the center's owner that the ER was closing Friday evening. A sign on the center's ER door you see here says a nurse is still being staffed at the hospital to provide initial care and to coordinate transportation to nearby facilities. While the ER is closed, the center says the hospital remains open. We've reached out to representatives of the hospital for more context, and we'll let you know as soon as we hear back. Well, if you are spending the last days of 2023 a little bit under the weather, you are not alone. Unfortunately, flu activity continued to rise in most parts of the country this week. According to the CDC's weekly influenza surveillance report, there was a 16% jump in people testing positive for the flu. The report also showed outpatient respiratory illness was above the national baseline for the eighth consecutive week. The CDC said 875 viruses were reported by public health labs, as well as six flu-related pediatric deaths, bringing this year's flu season total to 20 pediatric deaths.
According to the report, over a dozen states, including Alabama, Georgia, and New York, had very high levels of respiratory illness. Nearly 20 other states had levels classified as high. Going in depth here, Texas is one of the 20 states classified as having those high levels of respiratory illness, according to uh, including the flu. According to the Texas Department of Health Services flu surveillance report, out of over 12,000 flu tests performed in Texas labs this week, just over 3,000 of them have come back positive for the flu. Throughout this year's entire flu season, which began back on October 1st, over 103 excuse me, 105,000 tests were conducted and over 11,000 of those tests came back positive. Well, this end of year, the holiday travel season is shaping up to be the second busiest ever, at least since AAA started checking and tracking holiday travel back in the year 2000. AAA says more than 115 million people are expected to take off and travel during this 10-day holiday period that includes New Year's. That's 2.5 million more people traveling than last year. Nearly 8 million are expected to travel by plane, which beats the record set back in 2019. Passengers in Chicago's busy airport spoke about their travel experience this holiday season. It's been pretty fun. It's been the regular experience I think that everyone else has, just trying to come home for the holidays. It was fine, actually. I was surprised. I thought that it was going to be uh, delayed and all that, but it was really good. Love to hear that it's going smoothly for people there. Now the record for year-end holiday travel was set in 2019 with 119 million travelers. Well, back here in town, handmade jewelry, dresses, and leather goods, all made by refugees from Ukraine and Afghanistan who have recently settled here in the area. That was available at this morning's Refugee Holiday Arts and Crafts Bazaar, where shoppers not only got to treat themselves to some of these handmade goods, but they also got to contribute to a great cause, with 100% of the proceeds going to the vendors themselves. It's just big help for Ukrainians, people who, some of them have a job, some of them have a part of job, some of them don't have any job, so it's a opportunity to have money and have communication. And most of them are students and now a Laura program. <laughs> so we met like a big family already here. Since the U.S.'s withdrawal from Afghanistan and since the start of the war in Ukraine, over 3,000 refugees have settled here in the Austin area. San Marcos staple cooks up its specialty one last time after serving the community for generations. We'll take you out there. Texas football in the college football playoff semifinal, and it wasn't just the big names that got them there. More on that later in sports. Well, it was a sad and maybe bittersweet day for some Central Texas chili dog lovers as an iconic San Marcos stand served its final dogs. Management at the longtime San Marcos staple, the chili dog stand, posted on Facebook this week, the stand will be permanently closed after today. Its fans, though, responded in droves with hundreds forming a line in front of the quaint stand. We talked to one fan of the stand who says he and his sister have been enjoying these chili dogs for as long as they can remember. I was in disbelief, you know, they, they've been open for so long, but, you know, we've been coming for a long time and really is the best hot dogs I've ever ate. <laughs> the chili dog stand has served the San Marcos community for, get this, 71 years. 
Well, large waves and high surf continue to hit the Southern California coast today. This was the scene in San Diego County. The National Weather Service says dangerous large breaking waves could be 6 to 11 feet high, with some reaching 15 feet. In Los Angeles County, waves could get up to 20 feet high. Meanwhile, crews in Ventura County continue to work yesterday to protect coastal California communities as the National Weather Service warned of high surf continuing through the weekend. This footage by the Ventura County Fire Department shows heavy equipment operators creating a seven-foot-high, mile-long berth to hold back dangerous tides. As far as our weather is concerned and our allergies, some good news today. Cedar is finally not high. It's been high for the last three days, just about. Down to medium today, although perhaps still bothering you. Mold is still low and still dropping. Highs today, 69. We should get into the 70s tomorrow before a chilly, wet stretch to head into the new year. We'll track the rain and how much you get in first warning weather. It was a gorgeous day outside today. Yeah. If you didn't get outside, gosh, do we get another chance tomorrow? We get one more chance to do it. Yeah, and we actually <laughs> think tomorrow's going to be even warmer than today before we start to get chilly, we start to get wet, and it's going to start feeling like winter around here again. Let's take it outside here to Lake Travis, the Oasis restaurant camera. Just some high, thin, wispy clouds out there this evening, making for a gorgeous sunset. Of course, the sun's technically already down, uh, but we still got a little bit of a glow left in the sky here this evening. And it was a warmer day, not just here, but across the state. 50s and low 60s still at this hour, with many spots reaching the 70s today. I think we will find more widespread 70s tomorrow. Tonight will still be chilly with some 30s and 40s. I think we avoid a freeze almost everywhere except maybe some of our uh, more rural spots in the hill country. I just don't think it's going to be a widespread issue for us. Of course, Austin Camp Mabry stayed well above freezing this morning. We'll get down to about 40 in Austin to start your Sunday. And then the warmth builds thanks to a warming wind out of the south and also plenty of sunshine. Upper 60s by the middle of the day. And then high temperatures coming in the low to even mid 70s in some spots. Then we've got a cold front coming in just in time for the new year. This is just before midnight, 930 tomorrow night as the hours wane on 2023. That cold front arriving in the hill country gets to Austin soon after midnight. Uh, so the temperatures really start to drop after about one or two in the morning. So I think at midnight in Austin will be in the 50s. And then once that front clears, we drop into the 40s and 30s to begin new, your New Year's Day. And New Year's Day Monday is going to be a cooler day with highs uh, only in the 50s. So our forecast tonight, we're down to 40. Winds out of the southwest and light with a mostly clear sky and some high thin clouds. And for your Sunday, the final day of the year, 72, mostly sunny, just a few clouds around. And as we're counting down to New Year, say, call it midnight, a partly cloudy sky in Austin and low 50s and breezy, but uh, the wind bringing in that chillier air just after midnight throughout the metro counties. What about your New Year's Day? A noticeably different day. We go from the 70s to just the 50s, sunshine, scattered clouds, breezy, and colder, but it will be dry. Our next round of rain, though, not too far away. We've got a little bit of wet weather moving through the western states now, but our storm, the first of two, is still offshore. That will be diving south and east and working its way towards central Texas. Notice how it gets there. It almost misses California here through Monday and then works that moisture into central Texas on Tuesday for the afternoon and evening, even a few thunderstorms. But by the time we're up Wednesday, it's already out of here, and then we await storm number two 
two. That one comes in on Friday and then it's already out by Saturday. So Tuesday afternoon and night and then Friday are two wet days. How much rain are we looking at? American model gives us about a quarter of an inch to an inch. The European model noticeably wetter with many spots an inch or two. Uh, we're kind of leaning in the middle between a half inch and an inch and a half for most of us over the next week. But there will be no doubt some localized higher rainfall amounts. So looking at a first warning weather seven day forecast, you see the big temperature drop from Sunday into Monday. It's 50s from here on out. Monday and beyond. There's a wet Tuesday, decent weather for Wednesday and Thursday, and more beneficial rain come Friday should be drying out as we head into next weekend. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good evening all. Last year at this time, Texas fans and media for that matter had moved on to this year, a couple days after the Alamo Bowl lost to Washington. This year, the focus is still on this year. Also means no vacation for our Jonathan Thomas. In New Orleans, we'll get to him in a minute. Today was the full media day, so let's talk about the Longhorns. They are getting ready in New Orleans. There were some stars for Texas this, this year, but also some unsung guys. You saw Terrence Brooks, Michael Taft, the local product. Taft came up with a couple interceptions in games in a row. So guys that weren't expected to contribute early in the season, especially in the Alabama game, Ethan Burke was there. All right, now I believe we have our Jonathan Thomas, so we can go to him for more on these unsung guys. Jonathan, there you are, my friend. Can, you, can we elaborate on some of these guys that have gotten Texas to this point that maybe weren't expected to contribute so much? Hey, Noah, first of all, sorry I kept you waiting a little bit there. My apologies for that, but I'm here now, so let's get, let's get busy. Now, as we get ready for this college football playoff semifinal, we all know the big names leading the way for Texas. Quinn Ewers, All-American defensive lineman Tavondre Sweat, Xavier Worthy, just to name a few. But as great as those guys are, a real testament to the coaching job that Steve Sarkeesian and his staff uh, have have done is how they developed the younger and lesser known players like Michael Taft, Jaden Blue, and Ethan Burke, among others. It's this depth that puts them over the top. I've always been ready when my number's called, you know, I'll stay patient. But having two guys in Bijan and Roshan last year that went to lead, you know, they they set a great example, you know, they paved the way for the guys behind them in the room. So I think seeing them set the example really helped me become the guy I am today and be ready when my number is called. I think we've got some football freaks on our, our coaching staff and with this time to prepare, it's they've they've fed me and the defense more knowledge than than we've we've had for any game And they're going to need all of that knowledge if they're going to win this big game here against Washington to advance to the national championship. You know, that depth is really reflected when you look at the all Big 12 selections. It's over 25 players were selected. First team, second team, third team, and honor honorable mention all from the Longhorns. And they'll need all of them if they want to get to the ultimate prize, and that is, as we know, the national championship. From New Orleans, Jonathan Thomas, KXAN News. Man, a lot going on there behind Jonathan. I've never been in New Orleans. I don't know if that's Bourbon Street, but it seems eventful. A lot of things happening ahead of the college football semifinal. Still to come in sports, Texas women's basketball getting set without Rory Harmon with the highlights and reaction coming up. 
Welcome back. Maybe no player in all of women's basketball is as valuable to their team as Rory Harmon. What she does on both ends of the floor is a leader as well. Can't be overstated this week, though. She tore her ACL today. Texas opening Big 12 play with quite the test without Harmon. Let's get to the highlights here. Texas coming out, and it was not a good start to the game for the Longhorns. There's Harmon, you see, with the brace on her leg after the torn ACL. But they come back. Second half, they're down eight at this point. The steal up ahead. Shea Holly, local product. Bucket, two of her 13. That's her second highest scoring output of the season. Then late third, Longhorns down six. Booker, one of her many assists. Eight of them to Shaley Gonzalez. Triple cuts the deficit in half. Let's go to the end of the quarter. Madison, Booker, a little weaving. Folks, she's just a freshman. Nasty move inside. Then we go to the fourth. It's Booker again. Longhorns down just two after this. She had 25 points, but three minutes left. Texas continuing to fight Amina Muhammad. The and one, she had 17. However, it is the Baylor Bears that have the answer. Dreana Edwards with the dagger in the final minute. Coach, we'll hear from him later on the emotion of losing Rory Harmon and coming back to perform after that. But it is the Longhorns falling 85-79 to against the Baylor Bears. So a valiant effort from the Longhorns as they open Big 12 play without their best player. Lots of Longhorn news going on. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think that means we're not getting the last check on our weather. So you'll have to tune in at 9 